0: the spirit walk by the spirit walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh now i know it's just a matter of a difference of translations but to me it's a little bit different because if i walk by the spirit i'm more empowered i'm more under the influence i feel that um I feel the presence of God around me, and I'm, I'm, I'm in that by Him. He's my lead, He's my leading. I'm walking by Him, and then, and in another word, it's the same definition. I'm just putting a little twist to it. Okay, um, so I haven't lost it up here, but um, to walk in the Spirit means more of a. Instead of being guided or uh, under the influence, I'm more in Him. I'm I'm. There's more of an inside. I'm walking more in Him than upon. If if that makes any sense, okay. So if I'm walking in the Spirit, I'm in the zone. I'm in that. I'm in that flow and my inner man and my, and, and the spirit of God are walking into, walking together. And, and of course this is all in the same. It's, it, it's happening both at the same time, but I'm just breaking it down. Um, But walking by the spirit, I'm led. I'm led to do it. I feel the impulse. I feel the unction, whatever word you want to put to that, but it all means the same. So Expect both those things to happen to you when you're walking by the Spirit. Now, that's the that's the the condition is the condition is that you won't fulfill the the desires of the flesh. There's nothing that you and I put off. Of course, we make decisions, but the design of the kingdom is to walk so in and by the Spirit that he gives us the desire not to do the desires of the flesh. It's him. It's kind of hard for me to get in a to, to get in an argument with my wife if the Spirit of God is all over me because I, I am thinking about him. I am feeling him. I'm feeling all that. So my first point tonight real quick in our 15-minute sermon is the moment you discover the personality and the reality of the Holy Spirit, your life will dramatically change until you find the personality of the Holy Spirit and the reality of the Holy Spirit, there's not going to be any major change, major change. What I mean is when I got swept into the kingdom, instantly, when I, when I came under that influence, that guiding of the presence, I came, into, I, I came to that realization of a personality and a reality that I was not aware of. And that personality and that reality started to take me over. And as I yielded to it, it started to, and, and uh, one of the things that you find in, in Christendom is when people get received, when they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they're on fire, there seems to be a, after a year or so, a cooling off, if you will. They just it's just kind of, they let the oil seep out. It's almost like you, you, you run your motor with with the five or six quarts that you have at five and a half or whatever it is that your engine has, but you never change it, and it just starts to leak out, leak out. And so what that's called is running on yesterday's anointing or running on yesterday's presence. And eventually it starts to grow cold. We're walking, we're living, if you will. We're living by the Spirit. We're living in the Spirit. We we want to go over time. There's people I know that's, that's been in this room. They've known me long enough where they I can tell you they, they've seen change in my life. I'm no longer a crazy guy any up here anymore. <laughs> but my point is is we through time if we live and live in and walk by, things will change, okay? But we have to come to that reality of the personality of the Holy Spirit. I've got to find I've got to find the fruit of the Spirit in the presence, and I need it. I need that fruit. I need to be able to love. I need to be able to be kind. I need to be happy. I need all those things, joy and peace and love and perseverance and kindness and, and uh, endurance and all those, different, all those different things in the Spirit. The word "walk" here means to literally to walk about, to walk about. That's our daily life. To walk about our daily life, always, um, always with the reminder that the with your with. I know that you have to drive. I know that you have to sit down and enter data in the computer and whatever you do for work. But I also understand that you can do both at the same time because we are designed to be carriers of God's presence. And when the presence is around around you, you're looking for the personality because only Jesus can change someone's life. I remember I was, you know, I've told this story before, but I I was working out on one of the streets in Arlington, Texas here when I was working for the city. And I was really feeling, I was really feeling uh, down. And the Holy Spirit just came upon me. And I said, Holy Spirit, I know what you're here to do. You're here to change my, to change my attitude. And unfortunately, I was, I had such the attitude, I said, but I don't want that to happen right now. And so we left instantly. You see? Now I tell a story, you know, years ago, I'm talking 14, 15 years ago. But my point is, is that when the presence of, a, when the presence of God is upon you, there is a personality upon you. And you need to feel it and understand it and try to seek it. It takes time to know the person. It takes time for me to know you and you to know me. It takes time. And then there is a reality, a supernatural reality around. That's why when I ask when I'm out in the, out in the community, Holy Spirit, are you here for me or are you, or am I the tool in your belt that wants to do your, that that you need something done in someone's life so are you here for me or are you here for someone else but the reality is there the presence isn't just something that shows up and go oh, oh, oh. no he's there to make us more like Christ amen Make him more like Jesus. Things change over time. Uh, one of the things—that's what I learned. I learned that I needed to find the person. You can have the anointing and still and still make people mad at you. But when you start to act like Jesus, people really don't get so upset with you anymore. Now the demons may but not the people. So, it means the act of conducting oneself. And the other one is ordering one's manner of life. The act of conducting oneself and then putting in order your life, the person and the reality. Once we begin to know the love This beautiful person, once we begin to know the love of this beautiful person and depend on him for our strength, your prayer life, the reading of your Bible, um, everything that you do, the presence, everything that you do will change. I needed the strength of the Holy Spirit in my life this past year and a half with what my daughter went through. And now there's a, probably a very high possibility that she could come off the ventilator in the month of June. Yeah. And, and here's some free information. The Lord said, the Lord said to me when I was really seeking God, because I really wanted him to just to do a flat out healing but then the Lord, the Lord spoke to me and he gave me Psalms 41.3, which means I'm sustaining her and raising her up off the sick bed. But then I happened to be doing some reading in Dairy Prince and I about fell over yesterday. I didn't realize that there was a, a prayer or a declaration that God was trying to get across to me back way back When? So I worked it out and I actually posted it on Hannah's Facebook page, the declaration prayer that I sat down and went through and made up of reading Psalms 41 verses two through five, seven and eight and 10. So God told me what was going on, but I should have investigated it in a deeper way. Have, has anybody been there where you, God has spoken something to you and then you go, oh, gosh, this is a year ago. I should have been doing this. Even though I'm holding on to that, standing in faith on that. The Holy Spirit needs people he can trust. Do you know that? He needs to be able to tell you, hey, I need you to go over to the, that cashier lay hands on her, and tell that thing to leave her. Now, it's really wild when you're doing an exorcism in a restaurant. But what happens is, normally, when I go over there, and I know that this is going to be a deliverance, they'll start to manifest when I get over there. The greatest story I got is when I was in Dallas, and... There was this lady in a catatonic state. She was asleep, but her she, was, she could hear everything that was going on, but she was catatonic, which means your body's asleep, but your mind's awake. And uh, the Holy Spirit in the elevator going up to her floor doing a pastor visit said, this is going to be an exorcism. And so I said, okay. So I said, hi, and I did all the... Well, you know, the family members were in the hotel, or in the hotel, in the hospital room. They were in the hospital room. I did all my, you know, shaking of the hands, and then I walked over, and I I, I gently put my Bible on her tummy, and I said, catatonic, come out of her. And she sat straight up in bed, just yelling. Arr! The machines started going off. All these machines beeping, here comes the doctors. The doctors and the nurses came in and they looked at her and they're going, what, Why?" She was catatonic, they're going like that. And I said, listen, I'm in the middle of an exorcism, but since you're Hindu and all this, you need to leave the room or this thing's gonna enter you. They ran out of the room. <laughs> now, of American doctors, I'd have probably got security called on me. <laughs> But, you know, have you, been in, have you ever been in that place where God wants to trust you? He needs you. He needs you. My point is, you, he'll put you in some weird situations because he knows you'll do it. He can trust you. He can trust you. Be that believer that can be trusted by God. Just deliver his mail. He wants to come in. Power. That's another thing the Holy Spirit wants to do with you. He wants to visit you in power. He needs every one of us to be supernatural in whatever gift or talent you carry. Amen? Amen. People who are sensitive... He needs people who are sensitive and aware of the presence. You know, I I don't know why I'm storytelling tonight. I normally don't, but I remember when I was years, I mean, like 20-some years ago, when we were still over there at a, still housed in a daycare at night, and we were doing a meeting, and this lady came up and says, oh, my husband's in the hospital. He's, He's... He's got this virus all through his body. They don't, they don't expect him to live. It's uh, something, septus or whatever he had. Is He was poisoned inside and out by something that was going on. And the medication wasn't, and he was getting worse and worse. And he had actually fallen into one of those, uh, one of those sleeps before you die. And I, and the power of God is all over me. I'm thinking, oh, and Leah, this is when Leah and I were dating. So this is way back in the day. And the power of God, I push the elevator button. I get in the elevator to go up to his room. Power of God in there. Thinking, oh, okay, Jesus, this is going to be great. I step out of the elevator and it's like I left the Holy Spirit in the elevator. What? What happened? You know? But I said, no, I said, I'm going over there. I'm going into that room. And I went in the room and all of a sudden I could hear the voice of the Lord from behind saying stuff. And every time I said something, that guy's body would shake. And after the third or fourth time, his right eye popped open. And then his left eye popped open. And Leah's in travail and the room is just going, I mean, we're having, you think Breeze loud. My wife can be loud, but a week later, they, he was, he was, uh, released from the hospital, released from the hospital. My point is no matter what happens, just follow through with what you feel the Lord is calling you to do. Just go. Go. The essence of the Christian life, here it is. The essence of the Christian life is to have fellowship with God. That is exactly, you cannot read the gospel of, of, uh, or you can't read 1 John and the opening of 1 John and not understand that the New Testament was written to the church to have the same fellowship the apostles had. That's what it says in verse 3 or 4 of 1 John 1, that you have that same fellowship as we have. That same fellowship. What Galatians 5, 16 is talking about is walking with God or walking in the spirit. It's talking about communion. That's what it's talking about, communing with God. We did that tonight. We did that tonight. I need, listen, I need Pastor Keith to look up the word rowdy. The whole time I'm over there and down there, I kept hearing the word rowdy. Rowdy. What's the word rowdy mean? The biblical definition of rowdy. You ready? Coarse and boisterous in behavior. Coarse or boisterous in behavior. Anything else? No? No, nothing. Okay, so coarse and boisterous in behavior. church churches. Can you imagine in the upper room, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about when the Holy Spirit came to that upper room, people outside heard all their native languages outside the room. It was boisterous. It was rowdy. It was coarse. Church, let go. Be free. Be free. Worship Jesus the way you need to worship Jesus. Don't be afraid of what your neighbor will think. They'll come along, just lead them. Okay? It means to be in harmony. When I walk with God, when I'm walking in the Spirit, I want to be in harmony with the Spirit. What are you doing? Talk to me. I'm not hearing a thing. Tell me what's going on, Holy Spirit. You know, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. If you don't speak, I'm done. It also means to be in agreement. To be in agreement, to walk with God is to be in agreement with God. I agree with you, Holy Spirit. I agree with you. Communion is to come into a common faith. That's what communion does. When we're communing with the presence of God, we are actually coming into a common faith, not how we understand it, but how the Holy Spirit understands it. Do you understand? There, let me give you an example there's a lot of people that don't really like uh, moves of God. They don't like travailing intercession. Here's some that, here's what I get hit on all the time. They don't like travailing intercession and they don't like me dealing with demons. But that's not walking with the spirit. Because nobody can go... Ah, 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 like that. Nobody. You know? But the Bible says that when the Spirit of God will give you groanings, that words cannot express. It means there's no talking. It's a groan. It's, a, it's something down inside of you beyond the language. Why? Because our words won't come into agreement with His words. So He prays through. He prays through demons. Well, we just stop with Jesus. We'll just did Jesus do it? Rest my case. When we are in common faith with Jesus, we are in the king we are in the king's domain. We are in the kingdom. We're in the kingdom. The Holy Spirit desires to trans, transform believers through his presence, through prayer, through the word of God, through supernatural ministry, and any other thing that you're doing with the Holy Spirit. He wants to, he wants to change. I have two more things, two more points here. Here's the biggest one that I have found. It's one thing to be touched. It's another thing to wake up the next morning and, be, and to get a fresh anointing from heaven. Everyone needs a fresh touch every day. You cannot do without it. You can't live on Friday nights. You, Friday nights are meant to take you closer and closer But I can promise you, the more time you spend with the Holy Spirit, you're going to get close to him. You're going to get close to him. Listen to what Philippians 1, 18, the last part of verse 18 and 19 says. I rejoice, yes, and I rejoice. Now, Paul's in prison, right? Right? Talking in Philippians. For I know that this shall turn out for my deliverance through your prayers. And here it is. And the provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ. The provision. Provision means to make available. It means whatever you're going through, God has made available to you the provision of that what do you need to be delivered from? And I'm not talking about delivered from, I'm talking about delivered from whatever the kingdom of darkness has set up against. Whatever it is, whatever you're going through in life, going through a divorce, you're going through a job change, you're going through a spirit, you know, you're seeking spiritual breakthrough, whatever it is in life that you are seeking you have been given the provision through the presence of the spirit of Christ to do that. Because there is no substitute for the fresh touch of heaven. There's no substitute. No substitute. It's that visitation that brings hunger for more that's what you're looking for you're looking for the fresh touch and in that touch you're looking for hunger hunger that would cause you to eat more spend more why don't we stand